and welcome to episode 23 of Hurt Business Radio. Today we recap the Zoo Ritchie card that happened the other day. Awesome card of boxing. Uh, but before we get started, I have to do this. Um, we still have the promo code for Everlast, and that is HBR Everlast 20 to get your 20% discount at checkout. Uh, now that that's over, I'm going to hand it over to the classy one, Ben Damon. Ben, how's things? Hi, I'm good. <laughs> can't wait till this promo is over. Fucking nailed it, Mickey. Not wait. That was awesome. Over. Yeah, that was really good. Um, no, I'm great. Uh, it was yeah, great the other night. Really good uh, show. Uh, broadcast all went all right and uh, exhausting though. Jeez, it was um, it was a it was a long one and a busy one, but. Um, the main event was a cracker and some really good fights through the card and massive crowd and a big audience as well. So, yeah, got to be happy with that. Also joined by show was Jade brilliant. Mitchell. Jade, how are you? Sorry to cut you off. I'm good, thanks, Mickey. I'm really good, mate. Life is good. Um, body's in one piece. Training camp is going well. I finally have a return date and um, can announce that I'm now with Hosking Promotions. And that I have a five-fight deal with live television, so I'm uh, I'm on top of the world, mate. I, I couldn't be happier with how the show went the other night, and um, just yeah, boxing in Australia is looking great at the moment with TV back on board. It's an exciting time, and I'm just stoked to be a part of it. Yeah, even as a fan, just to see all these Aussies fighting each other now in competitive fights on yeah. live TV is is awesome. Couldn't have asked for anything better. And and that we we've actually you look at your Boston Ollie out here with um, Jerky, like we can actually get world class fighters here to fight our guys too. Mm. Um, so we actually we do we can compete. We have the budget now to compete at least compete with America and Europe when it comes to these fights because beforehand we were pretty well laughed at when it came to um, to trying to negotiate fights with uh, with serious guys who had something to lose to come to our backyard. So I um, opened my laptop for the first time since uh, Wednesday night's fights, actually, and um, it's got quite an amount of blood on it. I don't know if that's uh, Dwight Ritchie's blood or Danny Kennedy, maybe. Randall Quinlan bled from the nose extensively, so that's delightful. You should probably yeah, have that, to get in. No, I didn't expect that. I, I, I probably should set fire to that. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, yes, Jade, you're right um, with all those things. And yeah, good that, um, well, we sort of previewed this last time, but what, we didn't announce that you'd um, done a deal with, with Lyndon specifically? Is that is that the news? Yeah, with HP. Yes. Um, they're they're the promoter who has the live TV in, um, in Victoria. Yeah. So it's, it's cool because I... I um I now had the chance to bring some serious cards, um, great production down to the peninsula, which would be huge for me. Like I, the support I actually get on the peninsula, the people who come up to Melbourne, you may as well be at Sereno Pub on a Saturday night. It's insane, and to be able to bring a world class boxing show to the peninsula will just be um, a dream come true. So we'll see, we'll see how that unfolds. But yeah, man, it's really, really, really exciting. And I believe you're also able to announce that you've signed with a new trainer. Um, <laughs> really? Where's this going? Is that not? 
No, it's not not true. Not not confirmed. <laughs> Lenifer listens to this show, mate. He's we'll um keep that quiet still, didn't you? We don't want to announce that yet. <laughs> yeah, we just gotta yeah, keep keep it quiet on okay. Lenifer. Yeah, we don't want we'll to edit know. that bit out. Get rid of that bit, Mickey, when we go back. All right, I'll, I'll make a note. Yeah, please edit that out, Mickey, yeah. that I'm gonna fire Lenifer. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sure Ben will stay. He's again, uh, so. getting a bit long in the tooth. It's time to uh put the old boy out to pasture, eh? Yeah. Just uh, edit edit all of this out, please. Yes, get rid of all of that. Does he have a specific tactic for your next opponent? Have you watched much footage? Can we announce who that is? I believe I'm fighting a Tanzanian opponent. I can't pronounce his name. It's Ibrahim something or other. Yeah. Um, had a few guys. This this this. Oh, I didn't even. Yeah. So September 14, I'll be fighting on Kings of Combat, the Hisham Shamrock card. At um, cool venue, um, MSAC Stadium. Uh, I've I've never seen fights there before, but it's a nice little intimate stadium setting. I think it holds about three thousand. And um, yeah, so this will be a bit of a tune-up bounce. So thank you very much to Hisham for letting me um, come on the card and just have a blowout before I take on a uh, a big fight in November. But um, look, he's um, Ibrahim, the fellow I'm fighting. He is at times a bit of a wild man. Throws a lot of lot of punches, bit of heavy leather. Um, every time he stepped up to face a world class opponent, which I consider myself, he's come up short, and I see this as being no different. Um, not looking past him. I'm I'm just looking through him. I'm I'm so happy to be back. Um, it's I've had had a little bit of a, an interrupted. Um, Preparation for this one too. I actually snapped a tooth, had it pulled, and had an infection in my gum. So I start sparring again tomorrow. But other than that, everything's on track. We'll get through Ibrahim and then um, work towards the um, HP show in November. All right. Well, I guess we should talk more about um, what we saw this week. Yeah. Uh, Tim's Dwight Ritchie. Um, yeah, I, I thought that, as I said in commentary, obviously that uh, Tim Zoo went to another level. Um, he did. He obviously was, um, yeah, he was dominant early on and um, brought out that huge cut over the left eye of Dwight Ritchie, which um, while he said afterwards, Dwight, and I thought that was really classy, he said uh, it didn't impact him through the fight. It clearly did. And um, Zoo managed to capitalise on that through a lot of really nice right hands, managed to hurt Dwight at one point and um, won that fight decisively, uh, maybe you give Dwight a couple of rounds if you wanted to, but uh, overall, Tim was uh, dominant and very impressive and uh, better than we've seen him before. So he's improved each time, and um, we saw him go to a new level with Joel Camilleri, and we saw him go to yet another level in that fight. Um, that was the best that we've seen of him. You'd have to agree, boys? Absolutely, mate. I'm so happy that um, Tim passed the test the way that he did. I'm, I'm actually mates with Dwight. I've done a lot of work with Dwight. And I honestly thought that Dwight would um, be too classy a boxer for Tim. I thought I always knew it was going to be a tough, tough fight, but um, I really believed on Tim's performance with Camilleri that Dwight just brings a whole different fight and um, would outbox him. And Tim just rose to the occasion. He he just has so much poise in there and just takes his time. Um, just his his vision and everything was just brilliant, and mate, he was he's a lot stronger than I give him credit for because that was the biggest edge in the fight. He just looked so much stronger than Dwight, and not that like I don't 
I don't know how strong a junior middleweight's meant to be because I've look, I've done a lot of rounds with Dwight, and I never ever. I'm a I'm a bigger man. When I spar with Dwight, I'm 83, 85 kilos, so I I can be physical with him and I can throw him around if I want to. But that's not why I'm what I'm sparring Dwight for. I'm sparring him to try and box with him and be fast with him. But to me, Tim looks strong, very strong, um, and calculated. The whole performance was brilliant, and um, it's just cool to see that the face of Australian boxing right now, Tim Zhu, is improving, and the product's improving too that Matt Rose is putting out as well. So it's just couldn't be happier for Tim and the whole No Limit Boxing team. It was just a great night for them. He used to call me the face of Australian boxing. Oh, the voice, voice, face. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, he can, we can have more than one face, can't we? Yes. Yes. Sir. He can, you're definitely the voice or actually Mickey's almost the voice. He's the voice of Tullamarine. Yeah, I'm the voice of the Northern suburb. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, mate, it's just, yeah, he, he did so well. And I believe Tim, Tim deserves to be where he is. He's a world-class fighter. Well done, Tim Zoo. What about your thoughts, Mickey? Uh, yeah, well, going into the fight, honestly, because on paper it was such a 50-50 fight, and I, I felt like, you know, we'll learn a lot about Tim in this fight, and we did. He showed a lot of discipline. Um, full credit to Richie. I, I thought it was going to end there in the fourth or maybe the fifth, but he he, he kept coming forward and he kept Staunch. going. So, yeah, I, I'm really loving this little rivalry that's building up between Tim and Jeff. And hopefully we can have another fight on the level of Mundine and Green where literally every person in Australia seems to be talking about it. Hopefully you can get to that level. There's no reason you can't have two faces in boxing because on that, the more the better. On that performance, yeah. Horn versus Zoo is actually realistic how much Zoo is improving and he looks strong. I I made light of it um, when he called him out after Camilleri, Jeffrey, like – saying stay the fuck away from Jeffrey. He's a bad man. You don't want to fire at Jeffrey. But it is actually on that performance, that's that's a reality. I think this fight will go down could go down in history. It's the biggest all Australian fight ever. At um no mate what what other all Australian fight was was big Mundane Green? I'm not Yeah. Yeah. Yeah well yeah Mundane Green and um obviously Barry and Lester and yeah, there's there's a few, but uh, yeah, it, if that's uh, that's a big statement, but it's, I don't disagree. It could be massive. And, um, he, he certainly went to another level. Whether he's at the level there um, that this fight can be considered shortly, um, there's a few who think either way. Uh, well, what's going to happen in between anyway is that Jeff Horn in just over two weeks is going to fight against Michael Zarafa. He gets has to yeah. get through that one yeah, and um, Tim's another opponent um, later in the year as well. So maybe um, yeah, maybe after one or two more, maybe two yeah. more, um, they can look at that. But Jeez, uh, yeah. yeah, look, not, not straight away. But yeah, yeah like did, I said, it is, it's realistic now. I was a dick and actually made light of it saying, like, stay away from Jeffrey. He's a bad man. Tim is well on his way. Yeah. That was such yeah. a great performance. I'm, I'm a believer and... I've always been a fan. I've always thought they've done a great job bringing him along. But now yeah. everything they're doing is perfect. And um, Tim's a real deal and he's on his way to big things. Yeah. 
I'm thinking maybe, yeah, two more for Tim and um, then start to have the conversations. In the meantime, though, Jeff Horn may be uh, middleweight champion of the world. So uh, who knows what happens yeah. with that. But yeah. um, not to play out, but, but no doubt he's um, he's improved and has continued to improve. And every time he does that, and he was so relaxed as well, heading to the ring and in the ring and in that fight. And while there may have been um, a bit of nerves for Dwight Ritchie in the first round of the fight, he looked a, a little jumpy. Tim Zhu just got straight into it. He had uh, no nerves at all. And um, he's really starting to believe the hype that's been created around him. And he's um, he's bought right in. His camp's bought right in as well. They're all um, yeah starting to act like he is a star. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's all... Worked the promotion and uh, yeah, Tim is uh, he's a well, big name. He is a star, mate. To have all that sort of thrust on you, like people talk silver spoon, this and that. Everything like he's just yeah, he's just jumped in there and he's absolutely owning it. He's um, yeah. he's a great ambassador for our sport. He's absolutely killing it. Very very well indeed. Yeah, and he's very good in front of the camera as yeah. well. You're seeing each interview he does, he gets uh, more and more yeah. comfortable. Yeah. So he's definitely got those star qualities. So, yeah, can't wait to see what happens. Yeah, that was a focus, obviously, when this whole thing started to um, make him as comfortable as possible. And he's um, he's really picked it up very fast. He, he didn't take um, all that much to really get the idea of what he was trying to sell. And now it comes very naturally to him. He's um, handling himself very, very well. He, he um, He's very, very comfortable. So... Uh, he's done that nicely. And the shows themselves, um, obviously, Tim, the main event, but um, some outstanding undercard fights. And probably the highlight for me um, the other night would have been that performance from Matteo Tapia. Um, He is 21 years of age, but, uh, gee, he looks outstanding. And he was pinpoint and he batted uh, Reynold Quinlan in that fight, which is a massive step up for him given where he's been and where Reynold Quinlan's been. So to be on a card like that and to be able to expose his talents the way that he did, um, that was a a hugely impressive performance from Mateo. And by all reports too, Ren had a great camp. He looked ready. Uh, Ren looked looked amazing on the scales. But, yeah, Tapia, only 21 showed so much maturity and um there was no there was no real edge in physicality for for Ren who looked uh, just chiseled on the night and at weigh-in um yeah Matteo Tapia is certainly one to watch that's for sure he was really really impressive do you see him as a future opponent Jade somewhere mm. down the line yes um absolutely mate as soon as he has something that I actually want then of course I would love to fight anyone that I can take something off but right now for me i am only interested i feel i've done my apprenticeship now and with some of the offers that we've already had like that could change my life i could not have a mortgage anymore like that's 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 the sort of thing like all this hard work you've got to be paid for it um so until until there's something for me to gain i i won't even i won't even um contemplate that fight but, um, mate, it's only, he's only a few fights away from being well in the conversation. Or, well, mate, he, he, a lot of people are probably saying he already is in the conversation with myself, Rowan, Zach, and Bilal. But, um, yeah, it's just all about, it's all about what you can gain out of a fight now for me because for me to throw away, for me to throw away the opportunity of me setting my family up, that, um, there's got to be it's got to be worth it for me he's uh he's a hell of a fighter and definitely one to watch what do you think mickey was that a yes or a no that was a straight up no um 
Well, long long answer, no. Short answer, that was a no, no, no. That was a straight up no. No. I don't want to fight him. <laughs> Go get something I want, and then, yeah, I'll fight you. What about um, oh, he's, a, he's a bit far away. I'll fight you, Ben. Go get something I want. I'll bash you. I don't have anything, let alone anything you want. Um, mates, <laughs> Jack Brubaker. Um, gee, he gets... I'll bash him too. Put some weight yeah, on yeah. Jack. Uh, Jack. Yeah. Whoop, Jesus he Christ. um. Oh no, no, don't Zach Dunn. Did you just Zach Dunn us? I did, I did. He, I've he got Zach on the mind. Nah. Back to Jack Brubaker. Another entertaining fight. That's for another sure. entertaining fight. He's always in entertaining fights, and he doesn't lose them. He um. He looks like he was um. Oh, I think Danny Kennedy was coming on strongly. He was hitting with a lot of shots, and looking back at the scores, two of the judges actually had Brubaker ahead in that fight. But um, Danny Kennedy with a massive cut that ended the fight. But again, Jack Brubaker is in exciting fights each and every time. He um, doesn't have a lot of variety, but he's got a lot of toughness. He just keeps going forward, and uh, it makes for a really entertaining spectacle any time. So you'd like to see a rematch of that fight, given that there was that cut. But we also want to see the rematch um, of Jack Brubaker with Ty Telford. And um, I was actually speaking to Matt Rose earlier today. Steve Gago was on the undercard as well against um, a Kazakh opponent. was very unlucky to lose a decision in a pre-broadcast bout. I'd like to see Brubaker against Gago as well. There's, there's so many any um, really good fights for Jack Brubaker because he just is in very entertaining fights each and every time he gets to centre ring. So, um, yeah, he, he was a, another of the highlights on a, a really good night of boxing. Domestic level fights with Brubaker, you can even throw Camilleri, it'd be fun. You can even throw him in there. Benny Mahoney, who's one on the way up. I'm, I'm a big fan of, um, of uh, John Wayne Parr's charge up there. Um, there's yeah, there's heaps of fun fights for Brubaker to be in because it doesn't matter who he fights, it's going to be fun. Fireworks. Absolutely. He just, um, man, he must give Graham Shaw fits um, cornering him because Jack just, I don't know, he just goes into autopilot. He just gets nailed a big shot. <laughs> and you think, like, get on your bike, mate. Like, you got to change it up a little. And he just bites down, just doubles down. Yeah. Bites down on that mouthpiece and just goes even harder. It's mate, I'd be having heart attacks if I was sure. I mean, yeah, but it does make for good TV. So, oh yeah, oh yeah, but <laughs> it doesn't make for yeah. a long career. Yeah. But too, you take you in these fights every single time, and I could imagine he's got some great sparring, like in-house sparring with Daniel Lewis, and if he spars anything like he fights, because Jack. Jack cops some shots. He can box, but it just seems as soon as he cops a shot, it's like, all right, sweet, it's it's on now. Let's fucking do it. Like yeah. he's just a fucking monster. fascinating from Danny Kennedy as well because he came out there very clearly wanting to box and move and use his feet a lot, but then eventually after about three rounds, he went, "No, I'll just stand here and we'll go." Um, and he did. Like he's not a knockout puncher, but gee, hit Jack with a lot of big shots. And if not for that cut, then um, yeah, he well, you'd have to think he was going to get that decision but um he was behind on two of the cards so um yeah that was a a fascinating fight and we saw of course taylor harris um remain undefeated against renee gartner um renee is a friend of mine and a really nice person and um she really enjoyed the moment but taylor harris was um was too brutal and threw a lot of shots and it looked really good so there's plenty of talk about everyone wanting to have taylor harris on their shows going forward and um there was a good response well, to her from a mainstream audience as well. So I'm sure that we'll see her 
very shortly again and she was um, adamant to me after the fight she wants to be on the next time there's an opportunity on main event as well she really loved it and um, she's yeah keen to embark upon plenty more uh, boxing events as she gets the opportunities both girls handled themselves so well Um, and how you can not like Taylor Harris is beyond me she's just comes across as such a, a, a lovely person and even the way on social media and stuff she's not she's not she's not flaunting or anything like that at all like she's just just an unbelievable athlete and just all round good person like she she is a role model for my daughter like i i really like taylor harris i reckon she's just an amazing athlete and just seems like such a nice person and just carries herself so well in the media and um even social media and stuff she is an absolute role model for girls coming up in sports i I love taylor harris she's great yeah she is she's a renee gartner as well though like and yeah yeah, handled herself so well yeah she was she was complaining with something about getting the back of her head grabbed or something but then when the fight was stopped yeah she protested but after the fight she didn't bring it up she just accepted it and was just really really positive about it yeah yeah, they they were both really good representatives of the sport Gartner Gartner does work in the media, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. She's um she's a commentator and a sideline um, commentator with the rugby well, league and and a host of various shows along the way. Yeah, so she's got that yeah. experience. But um she was extremely yeah. disappointed. I spoke to her again yesterday. She yeah extremely disappointed, uh, and she was unhappy that she did take a couple of shots in the back of the head. But um, Les Fear decided to stop the fight. And yeah, she's she was very classy afterwards. And and you mentioned Taylor Harris. She, she's a star, an out and out star. Um, she's a mainstream star, and she loves boxing. She um, she's right into the sport. Like uh, I was, we were out afterwards. Um, you know, standing around having a couple of drinks. I was with Barry Michael, and she she knew all about Barry Michael's world title and stuff like that. Like she's a proper you know boxing fan, which is fantastic. Yeah. So she's stepping in with all the right intentions and. Um, yeah, wanting to do the sport proud and, uh, yeah, long may she continue. Female boxing has come a long way, especially has come a long way in Australian boxing too. And having the Olympics. Um, having a mainstream star like Harris, who is such, like like I said, she's a role model, like that's someone that my daughter can look up to. Um, yeah, she's awesome. And then um, actually another... The baddest lady in Australian boxing who'll be back in action. We touched earlier on the Horn and um, Zarafa card. That will actually be a good fight that um, that Shannon O'Connell's in there. She She's actually probably my favourite female fighter in this country. I've just gotten off track a little bit here, but she's an absolute badass. And um, speaking of female boxing, got to give Shannon O'Connell a, um, a shout-out. She's been a hell of a fighter to watch. Yeah, Shannon O'Connell um, takes on Bianca Elmia on the uh, undercard there of Jeff Horn, Michael Zarafa. Uh, also on that undercard, Brock Jarvis and Ernesto Solong. Um, a couple other fights as well. So, yes, that is uh, that is certainly good for female boxing in this country that uh, another fight gets on another big show like that. Yeah. Mate, I was looking v- very forward to um, Kassab and um, Hardman. That That's a hell of a fight, that one. Yeah, well... Um, I was too, and you've just told me that it's off. Yeah, I believe um, Kassab has sustained a hand injury or something along those lines. But um, that fight, that fight, that fight may very well be um, on the undercard of my first show for HP. 
and that'll be live on Fox Sports. So that's a great addition to that card. But absolutely sucks that that's not on um, the uh, Battle of Bendigo. That'll be yeah. It's that's that's a fun fight. Such an evenly matched fight. Both boys can bang and both boys come to fight. That's for sure. Um, yeah. Sorry, I just completely got us off track. Where 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 were we? I don't know. He's right. Yeah. No. Mickey, you you're the one steering this ship, mate. Yeah. Well, I think now we're going to go on to what's happening next with what's next for Tim, what's next for Harris. I guess the best person to speak to for that would be you, Ben. Um, yeah, well, in terms of opponents, who is next? Um, there's a couple of names floating around for Tim. Um, I won't say who they are, but uh, it, there'll be a... <laughs> <laughs> is it Zab Judah? <laughs> no, no, Zab. <laughs> is going a lot better, uh, thankfully, after his uh, his issues. So uh, that's good. Mm. But um, yeah, no, there's a few well, potentially international or a couple of domestics as well for um, for Tim, and that'll take place later this year. Um, Taylor, well, she could be back in in a few weeks. To be honest, um, she's keen to just keep going, and obviously, she only did four minutes the other night, so no reason she doesn't get back in in a couple of weeks. Uh, and then she'll be back on, I would have thought, the next time that um, there is uh, one of the Matt Rose uh, pay-per-view events. She's very, very keen to, like very keen. Um, one fight that does look like it has been made for one of those shows as well is Lucas Big Daddy Brown against Lucas uh, Bowie, uh, sorry, against Bowie Tupo. So um, that's a cool fight. Uh, to so, which which card is that one? Um, well, it, it's still to be determined, but most likely it'll be um, the next of the no limit uh, boxing pay per views. So, Brown, so it, has Lucas Brown actually actually struck up a deal with No Limit now? Um, well, for that fight. For that fight. For that fight. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, but then, um, just like a one deal. Sorry, I just totally cut yeah. you off while you're while you're talking, which is kind of what I do. But um, so Lucas Brown has got one fight with uh, with no limit. Um, what is the story there? Because has he finished his his contract? He had a three fight contract with um, Matchroom, and wasn't it Tom Little? Wasn't uh, Tom Little fight going to be included? No, he had a he had a he had a deal with them. Um, a one-off for the Dillian White, a one-off which would have stretched to two had he won for Dave Allen, but okay. had he lost. Okay. So he was meant to fight uh, David Price if he'd beat Dave Allen, but he lost, so he didn't have another fight. Then he was meant to go and fight Tom Little on um, a show being put on by that rookie promoter, um, what was it, Rich Energy or whatever they were called, and... Yeah, and yeah. he had to buy his own flights home. So he he's back. He went to the show the other night, and um, yeah, he's spoken with Matt Rose, and it, it looks like they've they've done a deal for him to fight against Bowie Tupo. So um, yeah, that's as far as it's got to be. Fun. But that's that's good. It's a cool fight. Absolutely, yeah. it is very good. Yeah. Fight. So yeah, all up in the air a little bit. I didn't really help you with anything there, Mickey. Sorry, but there's. A- yeah, of, just gave yeah. basically. I can't really like announce. It hasn't even been decided. I can't announce. Well, yeah, I, I tell you a fight that I like for for Tim, and that's a better way of doing it. What what fight do you want, Jade, and do you want Mickey? You go, Jade. I would love to see Shane Mosley Jr. Tim versus yeah. Shane Mosley Jr. Even if it's at middleweight, 
This is that I that that's the one that I wanted, and um, it was discussed, but um, before the Richie fight was made, in fact. But um, legends, they're not very keen to return to Australia, the Mosley camp, after the um, loss to David Two Saints on the Pacquiao Horn undercard. Surely they don't think they won that fight. Well, I don't know if they think they won, but they're not keen to come back. Okay. Um, Mosley said some pretty negative things about Australian boxing. Shane Mosley said some very negative things, and so did well, Shane Mosley, <laughs> rather, and his father as well. No, Shane certainly about, doesn't yeah. think he won the fight, did he? Does he? Shane <laughs> Senior doesn't think he won against Mundine. But you recall what happened when he came out to fight Mundine and he ended up taking off and going back home yeah. and then turning again. It was a debacle. Um, so, yeah, they were pretty reluctant to come the next time. And when Shane was beaten by David Toussaint, they were like, nah, that'll do us. So uh, I think it's a lot of money to get them back. Well, Daniel Lewis called out Tim. Daniel Lewis has actually called him out? Um, Well, Daniel Lewis, yeah, that'd be a a great fight at some stage in the future. But um, Daniel Lewis has only had a couple of fights. And uh, I think that'd be, yeah, well, it'd be good for the people, but how do you say to the broader audience, oh, Tim Zhu's now going to fight a blokey for the yeah. amateurs a couple of fights? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, no, no, no. definitely need to build Daniel Lewis up a bit more in, in yep. that fight, but he, Nothing. he strikes me as someone like Tim with a, with a big pair of balls that would fight anyone. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Nothing to gain, everything to lose for Tim, yeah. and um, that fight needs to, yeah, it needs yeah. to grow some legs, but... Yeah, it'd be good to see it on the track. Future possible opponent, for yeah. sure. Daniel Lewis is a real deal. Yeah. Who else? Who do, who do you want? You can fantasize, but it doesn't mean they're realistic. I mean, yeah. you know, there's also Dennis Hogan. You know, yeah. I'd love to see him fight Tim. Yeah, no shit. I like that. Yep. Um, yeah. Dennis Hogan will well be in a world title eliminator in the not too distant future. Um, I'm Do you want to get that Mungeri match? Nah, he doesn't want anything to do with it, does he? Uh, nah, it doesn't look like ha- it. Harme doesn't want anything to do with it. Nah, he yeah. doesn't want to it. He was beaten. Can he try and become like a Mando and then kind of force it? Would that be the plan, or is he just going to go another direction? Well, he'd go up, wouldn't he? Mungia, yeah, but he, yeah, yeah, but that's still up in the air, right? Yeah, well, he's he's got his fight locked in his next fight, Mungia, um, and And that's with Walter. Yes, and then the expectation he's defending his title, and then the expectation is that he goes up after that, but. I just, yeah, I, I don't know that there's any interest at all from particularly him uh, in the Hogan rematch. He's fighting against... But then that's better because the belt becomes vacant. Surely, surely you'd let Dennis fight for it. Given the nature of the of the fight with Mungia, that he would be one of the first people in line for that vacant belt. If it well, yeah, you'd, you'd expect so, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, anything happens. Um, they're waiting on an announcement for, for his next fight. They were meant to announce last week, but... Um, what happened is that uh, a, a big name who was going to be in the co-feature um, is now not going to be fighting. So they've had to wait on a new date and a, and a new location and things. So it's slowed it all down for, for Dennis Hogan. He's been waiting around for quite a while since that robbery. Um, but he will be back in at some stage soon and uh, it'll be a very big fight as well. Tell you what, um, on TV the other night, the ICC, like, it looked like an amazing venue. What um is, are we going to see more fights there on TV? It looked great. Yeah. Um. It, it, well, yeah. 
Yeah, it was certainly. We graduated with Tim from the Star, so went to the bigger venue in the ICC. It did look really good, and it can be um, opened up to as big as I think eight thousand or so. So yeah, um, awesome. yeah, that would be great. Or if it gets even bigger than that, then there's um, there's a big indoor venue at uh, Homebush Kudos Bank Arena. So uh, yeah, it, it's sort of getting to that level now. Things are, are growing quicker than were expected really uh with tim so yeah it's uh it's coming along brilliantly and um yeah i thought it looked pretty good i haven't really had a chance to watch much of it back but uh being there uh it felt like a big event it felt like it was real big time boxing which is just great yeah the first the first show um the first uh pay-per-view of tim that was great this one was on a like a level up from that, yeah. so it's cool that um, I don't know, just everything, everything to do with um, TV with Tim, it's all growing. It's all everything looks so positive. It's yeah, it's really really good. So was that was that um, so that wasn't opened up to full capacity. The ICC you said it can open up to eight thousand. How many did we have there the other night? Roughly? I oh, I'm no good with this. More, yeah, more than half. More than half. Okay, well that's mate, that's that's yeah. bloody good. That's everything's going in the right yeah. direction. Yeah, yeah. very cool. Yeah, venue. Right. In terms of the paper, yeah. In terms of the pay per view, um, were the sales as good as the Camilleri fight? Was um, were the numbers good, positive? Well, you um, know, I'm not allowed to talk about that, know. but they. No, the result, no just, you're allowed to say if it was good or not. It no, was very positive. I was surprised. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So, so Tim's bona fide star then? It continues, yes. It continues, yeah. yes. We were um, – I, I the first time around, there was obviously, you know, some concern. We were thinking, is this – you know, is he going to be a big deal? The second time it was like, well, if it goes that well, we're okay. And it went very, very well. So, yes, everyone's happy. That's it continues. Um, it's – yeah, it's, it's great. Like – the mainstream attention that that fight got in fight week, um, Tim Zhu against Dwight Ritchie, is like the days of big Anthony mundane fights. Like it was everywhere. It was yeah. like. I never yeah. thought I'd see a full page spread at the back of the Herald Sun for a domestic fight Sydney, ever again. That's in so Sydney the, too. No, no. It will, yeah, yeah, that's Melbourne what I mean. As well. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The fight's in Sydney, but oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was on the back page of yeah. the Adelaide Advertiser, um, whatever the Tasmanian version is, whatever the Western Australian one is, uh, the Korea Mail, the Daily Telegraph, the Herald Sun. And that was the day before the fight, so weigh-in day. And then on fight day itself, there were full-page ads in all papers again. Um, organically, it got really good coverage on all the news and uh, all the papers as well. And, yeah, the day after, um, and I, I get a fairly good idea by um, the amount of radio crosses that I do, like on fight day and the day after. And, yeah, it, it was like everyone wanted to talk about it the day of the fight and the day after, and that's a really good sign. So it's it's happening a lot faster than, um, than was expected, and it's just really great for Australian boxing. It's so good to hear. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully it keeps going yep. this way. Going to get Jade on the back of the paper soon. Yeah, my, my, sure. me, me and my Tanzanian friend. You reckon you can get me, get me, get me the, on the front page of the Herald for my return on the 14th? Peninsula Times or something? We can get you on that. Oh, mate, yeah, I'll be – I'll actually, you know what? I probably won't even make the front page for my uh, – 
my eight round head out on September 14th. Yeah, right. Well, you got to start talking it up then. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing a great job of selling fights. <laughs> give, give me those main event fights. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it'll be a good fight. Good, good venue. To, talk about venues as well. Like, it'll be a great venue too. I'm looking forward to fighting at MSAC. It's, I believe it does about 3,000 people. And um, the actual the card is stacked for local talent, but there's a, there's a great Australian scrap um, for Eamon Carlos's um, OPBF silver title, and that's against uh, Wes Kappa. So that'll be that's going to be a cracker of a fight. So that'll be the main main um, main feature along with myself, and then um, yeah, there's a few other few other great fights on the undercard too. So that's going to be good. So another another good venue for boxing. MSAC Stadium in Melbourne. A good chance for you to have a hit out with your new, tra- new trainer as well. Uh, <laughs> Why do you not like Lenifer? Mate, I don't dislike Lenifer. I'm just reporting what I've heard. Were you t- what you heard? Yeah. Lenifer's forgotten Who's your more intel about boxing then? than most people know. What'd you say? I said Lenifer has forgotten more about boxing than most people know. Why is he forgetting things? That's not a good sign. He's 70, mate. <laughs> We, we, we make it work. We're good. Me and Lennifer are good. <laughs> you know, all of us talking shit about Lennifer, the thing that he'll be most spewing with yeah. is I'm like, he's, he's fucking 70, mate. <laughs> he is on the, on the 1st of September. But, um, mate, mate, he still goes hard, the old boy. Train, train, trains flat out. He'll do 20 rounds straight in the altitude tank with myself and Kane Watts, who's a behemoth. What do you make of the discussion last time when you denied rumours that uh, you were going to act him? What did he say? What did he say? He's like, oh, so here you're getting rid of me, you prick. That's when he sat in the car with me the morning after it came out. like, oh, so you're getting rid of me, you prick. And then we both just laughed. And then we stopped and he, he glared at me and then we laughed again. Then he glared at me and then we laughed. And he sort of got over it. He's, not, he's a bit unsure. Okay. All right. I look yeah. forward to Anyway. Hi, Lennifer. Um, <laughs> you might not talk to me. You might grow that. You might join that list. Uh, what, what else, Nikki? What do you got? Well, speaking of lists, I tried to segue to this before to no avail, but the pound for pound ratings on Oz Boxing have okay. been updated. Far better segue, mate. Very yeah. good. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, Jade, um, I guess you'd be disappointed to know that you've been dropped. Nah, not at all, mate. I, I um, haven't been fighting. It's pretty pretty hard when you've got guys like Tim Zhu with that performance the other night and Opatea, who's world-class, um, has been active. And I've been sitting on the shelf. So it's... Uh, but Jack would go to number one if he beats the Tanzanian fella, yeah? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, of course. If, if I don't, I'll be, um, I'll be cracking a tantrum if i don't it'll be it'll be such a joke if i if i if i get the victory over this tanzanian i i better be back on this list well i'm gonna guess so we go horn number one hogan number two andrew maloney number three jason maloney number four what happens after that can can i just quickly state that that was pure sarcasm for all the listeners i yeah okay that's absolute sarcasm number seven it's got to be Timmy Zoo. Number seven. What about yeah. five? You, what about five <laughs> six? Sorry. <laughs> I thought you said Caffarello and George Cambo. <laughs> Let's go to number five. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Caparello. Blake Caparello's yep. uh, number five. 
followed by GK, George Cambosis at number six. And then Gee, he's heading seven. towards a bit of inactivity, isn't he? George Cambosis. When's he's yeah. yeah, what's the update on him, Ben? Any any word on the street that uh, on his next fight or anything? No idea, mate. I know um last time out he fought in Greece, um, on D D Hobbs's undercut. But I don't know, uh I d I don't know. I don't know what the plan is. But obviously he hasn't made he hasn't fought here for a while, not since what the fight in Melbourne. He's been right. that long. He's, mate, he's in the picture for a shot at con- he's in the he's in the picture for a shot at the world title. Yeah. So who who knows what's going on? That would be man, that would be awesome if you right. could get that. Yeah, hopefully that that happens. I'd love to see him on main event. Um, yeah, with all this boxing back here in Australia, yep. he does have a star quality about him, George Cambosis. I'd love to see him back home here in Australia on these live televised cards. He is against welcome. He is welcome. It would be great to see him on those cards. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Number eight, we have Luke Jackson. Number nine, Zarafa. And number 10, Opatea's back in. So myself and Bilal have been given the ass due to activity. Apparently, yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway, maybe if I had fought this Tanzanian chap a month ago, I'd be, I'd still be there. <laughs> Did you do something to annoy Brock? Um, I, I really yeah. hope not. I do lots to annoy yeah. Brock. Actually, it's one of my favourite pastimes. Brock was at the fights the other night in Sydney. Up at Sydney, yeah. What I, did you know say what? all the time? I'm, I'm shattered. I didn't come up to um. The yeah. show the other night. I, I will definitely be at the next No Limit show. For Better sure. off watching the coverage, to be honest. It's very good. But yeah, the atmosphere, the atmosphere, and that's no. it's just great. I want to be part of the coverage, Ben Damon. Oh, you never said that before. What once, didn't you t- we've been told you, even we could have done that. Once I get, um, once I am fighting live on Fox Sports, I'd love to be a part of the broadcast well, in the other state. That would be great. Yeah, we're actually well. Next time from Bendigo, it's um, it's me and Lenifer doing it. So you didn't mention you wanted to do it. I suppose Lenifer was looking for work, so you thought you'd help him out. Yeah. You, you're you're a good bloke, Ben. Thank you, man. Thanks, thanks for looking after yeah, Lenifer. But um, yeah, no, I'd I'd love to I'd love to um be up there live live in the flesh yeah. at um one of the the shows. The the atmosphere looked like it was great in the building the other mm, night. It was. It was really great. Yeah. I saw Luke Jackson was in the building the other night. He's um do we even know anything about his future future announcement that I see he's Yeah, he did doing. tell me, he came up to me and told me what he's doing. I don't know if he's announced it, but he's got a he does have a fight, a date, and um it's not too far off either. It's in Sydney at a at a really good venue. It's at the star, I can probably say that bit. Um that's good. Uh cool. Um, Lucas Brown, as I mentioned, he was there. Daniel Gill was there. Sakio Bika was there. Um, Danny Green, all of them, all of them were there. The whole of the NRL, no Mickey and no Jade. Should have been there. No, I'll definitely be there for the next one. Yeah, yeah. So, can you say who the who the promoter is? Who the promoter is of of the fight that Jacko is going to have in Sydney? Um, I think it is. I have no idea. <laughs> You're such a shit liar. Um, all right, no, let's just move on. We're going to go nowhere here and I'll end up getting angry and Ben will end up being more and more fucking 
more and more. No, I don't know who the I, I, I think I know who the promoter is, and if it's who I think it is, you don't know him, so it's not going to help. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's probably a lie too. So moving on. I think Mundine it's, and Mundine and is putting. No, you'll end up just ripping shreds off me. I'll say something. <laughs> And you'll you'll end up just ripping shreds off me. Let's let's move on, Mickey. What are we doing next? Brock was telling me our podcast is the most listened to podcast we've ever had. Our last podcast. Yeah. Why would that be? What happened? I don't know. We announced me sacking Lenifer. Well, maybe that's it. Maybe that's what they want. Maybe I'll give him his job. Fuck it. I'm sacking him. I'll give him his job back before the next pod and I'll sack his old ass again. <laughs> I confirm rumours that you are parting ways with your long-term trainer. My, mate, he's been my only trainer pretty well, old Lenifer. Until now. Until now. Yeah. Until now, old man. You're out. You're gone. You're out. <laughs> Good number eight, Dave Mitchell, sacks trainer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, announced yep. live on HBR. It was actually Lyndon Hoskin was the one who said, "Mate, you've got to give him the ass." Yeah, Lyndon actually, he comes across a nice guy. He's actually a real nasty bastard, Lyndon. Yeah. So, nope. um, yeah. Yeah. So it was actually Lyndon's doing. Lyndon Hosking has made me sack my father, Len. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, all right, well, Mickey. Let's double it, our audience. Mickey, come on, get us out of here. What are we doing? Well. Anthony Mundine versus John Wayne Parr has found a location. Ben, do you want to tell us where that's going to be? Um, well, I don't think it has, has it? I, I, as far as I know, it's um, still most likely the Gold Coast, but potentially Brisbane. Um, and the date is actually, TBA. It is TBA. Okay, so cool. that's great. Great. Um, this will make Get a it great first. podcast. Bloody segment this one. That's it's a good thing we had this in here so we could announce. We don't know where it is and we don't know when it is. Awesome. Well, it's hard when the promoter doesn't know for us to announce it. It's it really yeah. it would be a difficult news breaking exercise. Um, but I, we do know November. It's no, it's looking like November, isn't the, it? Mid to late November, and that's most likely. Yeah. I think or early December. Okay. Excellent. And will it land on TV? Well, they haven't. Um, so, no, I don't believe so. Um, that they haven't shown um, uh, a desire to get it on at this point. Uh, if they could put, if they could put a good enough card together around it, you've got two absolute legends of Australian combat sports. Yeah. Like, I actually really like this fight. I do. I think it's great. I um, look. Um, yeah, they're both getting on a bit, but John Wayne Parr is still an absolute animal. And um, he's fighting. I don't know if you remember. He? No, he hasn't stopped fighting. Mate. He hasn't stopped fighting. No, no, but he's in, is he... I know, but he's fighting before the Mundine fight in a Muay Yeah, he's fight, over there right? now at Risen. At Risen, Japan. Is it? Is it Risen? Yeah. I think so. He's fighting in Japan either this weekend or well, he's definitely there now. I know he's there now, so it's soon. Yeah. yeah what happens yeah. if he gets absolutely snotted in that fight? What happens to the Mundine fight? He won't because he's a bad, bad dude. Well, he'll be right because it's not till, like, what are we now, August? He's got time. Even if he gets absolutely snotted, he, um, he's still going to be all right. He'll be unsnotted by then. It's okay. not going to happen. Wayne Parr's a bad dude. 
I um I yeah I I actually like this fight. I think it's the only fight right now that makes sense for mundane in boxing. Are you walking around, Dad? Am I walking around? Yeah. No, I um I was just tapping something on the desk. No, just your your um your audio went crazy, but uh, we move along. Um, okay. So I haven't heard anything about them having a desire to get it on TV at the moment. What I did hear was that um, they wanted to try and stream it online and um, see if they could find an audience that way. Um, I don't know if that'll change, but uh, yeah, it would be good to see it on TV if, if, if they wanted to do that or if that became possible. But um, in the meantime, yeah, I, I believe they were looking at uh, at streaming and they're still just working out the details. Yeah. Uh, it's a goer. Hey. Even if even if it's not paper, if if you, if it could be free to wear, that would be awesome. Free to wear would be yeah, great. Not be a pay per view on main event. No. no, I don't. Yeah, it can't do that now. But um, abs two absolute legends of the sport, and how you cannot respect what those men have done in the sport is beyond me. And um, if it was on pay per view, I'd probably be one of the people who would definitely pay for it. I, I love both both fighters. They're great. I actually um. I'm actually in on the Gold Coast from the 14th till the 24th of October, and um, I might do a bit of work with John Wayne Parr and Ben Mahoney while I'm up there. Um, so yeah, that'd be good. And then I might be jumping on a plane, plane and heading over to the states with Lyndon Hosking um, to Los Angeles before the November fights, just to finish prep off over there, finish my sparring off over there. So, yeah, I may be sparring with John and Ben in October. So I look forward to that. Do you remember, do you actually, Mickey, of course you would, Ben, but John Wayne Parr was so much fun to watch in his 11 11 or so boxing fights. Um, I actually recently went back and watched his fight against Sakio before this fight was announced. He's an animal. He throws a million punches, just doesn't stop. He went the distance with Sakia when Sakia was ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, yeah, he's he's relentless. Oh, absolutely. Um, mate, he... Um... Would Mundy be a favourite for this? Yeah, I'd imagine he would be a favourite given his boxing experience and the fact he's a multiple former world champion. He did get knocked out badly in his last fight, but given that it's yeah. been over a decade since um, John Wayne Parr was boxing well over a decade. I think it's been 15 years. Was was in an actual boxing event. Um, you'd have to say that Mundine's a favourite, but um, it is the ultimate anything can happen sort of a fight. Um, my expectation is that Mundine manages to stay away from him and, and outboxes him, but yeah, who knows? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, look, he could he could you would think you would think Mundine is able to stay away from um JW and outbox him, but John Wayne is absolutely relentless and one thing he still has is power in both hands. Every one of his wins in boxing come from a come from a KO and um he had a few like one punch absolute murderous knockouts too. One that I remember was Mike Cope. Do you do you remember that fight in particular? The the actual knockout was disgusting. It was full on. Yeah, so um and he's still got power. Uh he's still putting people's lights out in the uh Muay Thai world. So he will be in Mundine's face all night and he will be unletting with un he will be letting go with a lot of power. So it just it depends. It it it's it actually makes it super interesting this fight. 
I, I think it's a well-matched fight and um, two legends go at it. And I, I honestly, it's 50-50 for me at this stage wow. of their careers. If and we're talking to Prime Mundane, I think, um, yeah, I think there's no one in no Australian around that beats a Prime Mundane. Well, there you go. Big call. Mm. When, are you, so, um, when are you in uh, the US, Joe? Um, possibly we'll be leaving from leaving from Queensland to the US. Right. Well, so very late, late, late. Canelo uh, may be fighting on November. So, I beg your pardon. Canelo may be fighting on the second of November. So, oh, you beauty for you. Well, yeah. Will you boys be over there to cover that? Unknown. It's very close to a Melbourne. Um, still up in the air. He doesn't have an opponent or anything yet, so we've got to figure that out. But. Uh, uh, also, could be um, we have uh, news that Anthony Joshua is fighting in um, Saudi Arabia. Mickey, you keen? Um, yeah, as long as I don't get beheaded, but I'll, I'll, I'll give it a go. <laughs> don't get what? Beheaded. Beheaded. Yeah. Well, I can't promise that, Mickey. Um, yeah. I'll go. Is we- that racist? No. That- well, someone actually did get beheaded. So is it? When? Well... Do they not like cameramen over there or something? They don't like a lot of things. They don't like journalists, so they might think, you know. Mm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they're not a fan of journalists. It's not a supreme holiday destination. I understand the um, economics behind the decision, but, uh, yeah, it's a tricky one, that Saudi Arabia. Um, They've been talking big fights up there for a long, long time. So, like, it's it's good to see it finally happening because they've – like thrown around astronomical numbers for fights over there and then nothing's ever come of it. Because wasn't Pacquiao flirting with the idea of fighting there for quite some time? There. And now we can't there. And Amir Khan obviously fought Billy Dibb there on that quite bizarre show that we saw um, not so long ago. But Yeah, yeah it wasn't like the set the Saudi's going to put up for Klitschko Fury 2 to happen on a plane, I believe. It was one of the most outlandish sort of rumours to come out of there, but Fury did confirm that. Like in the air or parked? I think in the air, because what's the point of just going in a plane and not flying? <laughs> that's the stupidest thing I've heard. That's that's really, really odd. Imagine a bit of turbulence. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, so, and that was going to be Saudi as well. I think it was the Saudis that were putting the money up for that, but in, I could be wrong. In Saudi airspace, at least. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess so. I don't know. Yeah. It was very bizarre when I heard it. <laughs> it is. Sounds like but the plot thickens because Andrew Ruiz in a recent, um, in a recent, I think Instagram story was saying that the fights he didn't sign the fight and it's happening in in the US. Yeah, he's. So I don't know what the hell's well, going on I, there. Yeah, he's obviously just trying to play some games and get himself a, a bigger earn than what he's entitled to under the rematch clause. He has signed a contract because he signed the initial contract and the decision is up to Matchroom and Anthony Joshua as to what happens with that rematch. Yeah. So, yeah, he's playing some games. And I'm hanging for that fight. I'm hanging for that fight. I don't care if it's in a plane, it's on it's a not. boat. Don't care yeah, I just want where to see it is. It. I just yeah. want to see it. Yeah. It's, um, it's just, yeah. Heavyweight boxing right now is so much fun. It's so good. I love it. 
I'm looking forward to um, Deontay and Ortiz, number two as well. Ortiz, who's such well, a great technician. I said, it on, I said it on another podcast. Ortiz, who's such a great technician, now has been in the ring with Deontay and sort of knows what to expect. Are we going to see a better version of Ortiz or a better version of um, Deontay in the rematch? I, I, yeah, imagine if Ortiz creates the upset and then we've got um, Ruiz and Ortiz as the uh, as the two two main men. Well, before no, in answer to me. your question, Mickey, no, yeah. it's not confirmed still. Uh, the most likely date is the ninth of November, so the week after the potential Canelo fight in LA, but uh, still not confirmed. And they um, they actually announced the fight in its existence in May, so um, it's a really strange one that that hasn't been confirmed yeah. uh, over the course of the last three months, but. Uh, hopefully it does happen. Um, you'd have to heavily favour um, Deontay Wilder to win the fight, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a fascinating heavyweight picture. If Andy Ruiz wins um, the rematch against Joshua and hangs onto all the belts, then you can bet your life you'll be seeing Ruiz and um, and Wilder uh, next if they both get through yeah. and that everyone else is left out in oh, the cold. Exactly, yeah, well, and that that. Uh... Wilder Fury two fight would, would be because that's supposed supposed to be next after that. That would so be that would be then, yeah. yeah, ESPN yeah, and and um and Tyson Fury would really pay the price for wanting to have their um their succession of um, warm up fights rather than going into the rematch because they'd be left out and the the belts yeah. would all be contested by um by Wilder and Andy Ruiz. Well, they keep pushing or, the whole lineal narrative that that's you know. Of course, you're going to yeah. keep pushing it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, they've probably pushed it more than any yeah. other promotion in history, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would say. Sounds fantastic. What's, yeah. yeah. What's his name? It's Otto Wallen, isn't it? Is it Otto Wallen, yeah. Wallen. Yeah, he's rated number four in the world with the WBA. Ortiz is number four with the WBC. So that's that's an also a narrative that, um, that Tyson's pushing. Yeah, but... We all know how rankings work, and those same rankings have Fraser Quendo at 15, who hasn't fought in what 25 years. Mm. Yeah, yeah, speaking of rankings, can I go on my Zach Dunn rant? No, I'm joking. <laughs> Did you just make that a weekly segment? Did you hear, um, in commentary the other night? Uh, oh, I did. It made me want to vomit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, even Baz was keen on making that fight. He mate. said Australia's uh, number one super middleweight, Zach Dunn. Oh my god! I gave Benson, mate. Myself, gave you did. Thank you very much. Myself, Rowan, and Bilal all beat the brakes off that man. Quite, quite an Aussie. Do it. Anyway, anyway, moving on. Moving on. We got anything to move on onto on that? No, no, we do. We do the I think that's a good sign off. Myself, Bilal, and Rowan beat the brakes off that man. Thanks for listening to HBR. Please go to Everlast. HBR Everlast Twenty. Yeah. I think that's a Give great us a five star review. Now we've got we've got one other segment to get through, don't we, Mickey? Is that true? Yeah, or so false? one more. Last show we did a little true and false, and we I know we've kind of touched on some of these, but. Yeah, give us your thoughts. Matteo Tapia is the best kept secret in Australian boxing, true or false? False. He's not a secret. He just co-headlined a pay-per-view event. Everyone knows him. He's a 
old superstar on the rise that yeah. Jack Mitchell has already confirmed he wants no business in a ring with. Unless you get something I want. And then that's true. Hey? Don't get defensive at me. <laughs> I have to, but because you always fucking fuck with me, so I have to be defensive. Uh, no, that's definitely definitely false. Matteo Tapia, like I just I back up what Ben said. He just co-headlined the biggest card of the year so far. Absolutely killed it. He's um yeah. There's no secret there. He's he's a, he's a hell of a fighter. Yeah, I guess it depends how you define secret. Definitely in Australian boxing circles, everyone knows who he is. I guess the wider public. Well, he's he hasn't got the cover of fucking the Herald Sun. No, yet. but the, but you know, co-headlining <laughs> on a main event card is definitely a step in the right direction to get him. Yeah, you know, it's still pretty secret. If yeah. I suppose, yeah, you've got a point, Mickey. No, yeah. I um. <laughs> Why'd you have to say that so smugly? He co-headlined a main event pay-per-view. Yeah, I'm with what's you. So, what's the most secret? And just beat a former IBO world champion. Yeah, we're all on the same page. I'm just saying. If you want to talk his achievements down, that's fine. Whatever. I want to embrace him, Mickey. Yeah. Why do you, what do you got against Mateo Tapia? He um he gave me a t-shirt after the fight the other night. If Mateo listens to the show, please, I'm not a hater. Yeah. I'm definitely sold on, <laughs> on Mateo. No, he knows you're a hater. He said it the other night to me after he, the fight. He did, yeah. He's like, that Mickey. Actually, like, that know. brings us to the next one. It's, it's not really a – maybe he's not a hater of Mateo Tapia. Maybe he's a hater of No Limit Boxing in general. Oh, Are they officially oh, the biggest from All Australian boxing comes up with pitchforks. No, let's 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 oh, hear your right. opinion on this one, Mickey. No, do you hate the promoters in Australia. Let me get it out. True or false? Say it again, because Jade was talking over everyone as oh. he has been through the whole show. Out of my charm. No, <laughs> no limits. Boxing are officially the biggest promoters in Australia. True or false? Did you say no limits? Boxing like Barry no, Michaels. No limit boxing. Okay. Um, um, well, you answer. Me? Yeah. I mean, what's that? Like three televised cards now on main event? I would say so, yeah. who's Who would you say is bigger? It's between them and DDP, I guess. Or DNL. Yeah. Well, do you, count, do you count DNL? Because Dean, after all, is, well, I suppose, no, he's promoting in Australia. He is a Kiwi. But yeah. No, it, yeah, it has to be out of him and DNL. Yeah. Well, I'm interested to see what the voice and face of Australian boxing has to say. Well, hello to Matt Rose and to Dean Lonigan who are listening. But, um, yeah, certainly with those two having the position that they do within the television framework of Australian boxing, they can yeah. solidly lay claim to being the biggest promoters in Australian boxing. And I did notice that Lieutenant Dan Hennessy, who works for both, uh, did say No Limit Boxing, the biggest promoters in Australian boxing before uh, he announced the main event. And Dean Lonigan was in the house, actually, while he did that the other night. Ooh. I was Ooh. interested to see how that went down. But, uh, yeah. I might be looking for I, a job I, I and, and And great things are happening for Australian boxing. I really like working with Matt Rose. He's a fantastic fellow who um, really gets it and gets what we're trying to do, and he's right on board. So um, they are brilliant for Aussie boxing. Lieutenant Dan might be looking for a job with Lanifer. He keeps that shit up. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Can Lennifer announce? 
beg your pardon? Can Lennon for ring announce? Yeah, maybe maybe hit up Dane. Well, he's on the broadcast in Bendigo with you, so maybe he can ring announce too. Wait. Um, I would say yeah, they they have to be. They it's out of those two. Um, I suppose DNL is only sort of they were Juco. Now it's just Dean Lonigan, DNL. So I would probably say yeah, Matt Rose would be the biggest promoter in Australia because Dean Lonigan is only just getting the first of his new um shows off the ground now. So. After Bendigo, maybe we can give a more informed opinion then. But then, again, he, he has Jeff Horn. Jeff Horn is the biggest fighter in Australia right now. Um, Jade, do you know what the L stands for in DNL? You've just done a deal with them via Lyndon Hosking. Do you know what the L stands for? Um, Larry. <laughs> Lennifer. <laughs> Sorry? You know? It stands for Liam. Yeah. Liam Lonigan, who is Dean Horn. Yeah. There you go. Um, for you. There we go. Thank you very much, Ben Damon. Pleasure. What's the next true or false, uh, Michelle? This one will definitely um, stir mixed responses. Tim Zhu is the best light middleweight in Australia. True or false? Oh, jeez. False. Dennis Hogan. Yeah. At this stage. Agreed. Yeah, I think Dennis Hogan has got him at this point. Um, He's on yeah. his way. He's certainly on his way. I tell you, on potential, he is. But um, right at this very moment, Dennis Hogan is the uh, the top of the tree. Um, there would be some who would like to tell you that maybe uh, Jeff Horn would like to lay claim to being and in that division as well because uh, obviously yeah. he has the capacity to fight there. He's not currently world-ranked um, at Super World Away. Yeah. In middleweight, he's world-ranked at both World Away and Middleweight, but uh, and- not at the one in between. And then even, um, you know, yeah, Michael Zarafa would, would like to probably say the same thing. But I think for now, you've got Dennis Hogan. Though, is he an Irishman? Yeah. Uh, I, I embrace him. I like Dennis Hogan. He can be an Aussie. Yeah. He can be what he wants. We claimed Costia. We can claim yeah, Dennis. Dennis. Bloody yeah. oath. Um, gee, Tim looks good, though. Yeah. He looks like he uh, could be anything. And I hope he is. Let's see what happens next. And last of all, the next one. This is bullshit. What is this even? No, it's not. Jade isn't allowed to tease announcement on future podcasts. <laughs> true or false? Um, I love it when that's after he just I love it when out, Jade but... rants about himself but doesn't tell you anything. I love that. She's always asked me, and I'm just, I'm just the mushroom, kept in the dark and fed shit. Like I, I've only, just, it's only just, I'm only. We've been talking about this for ages now, this um, this new deal. And uh, it was a big move for me because um, Brian Matruda looked after me well. He was great to deal with the entire time. Um, and even before him, Barry Brian, Barry and Brian will be mates for, for life. Um, I, yeah, it's like I, um, yeah, this has been happening for our last two podcasts now. And it was only today that I could come out and actually say officially that yes i'm fighting september 14 in a tune-up and then i have the first of five televised um five televised fights on a on a contract with um hosking promotions but yeah i must say thank you very much to barry michaels and brian armatruda brian continues to um promote um so i fought for first i was with barry when I, say barry I, I had my first five or six fights under barry 
Barry Michael. <laughs> yeah. Did, did Mickey play yeah, Barry Michaels? Barry Michaels was Barry a very, Michael. yeah. I'm pretty sure we're talking about the same guy. Former IBF. Sort of pretty sure you did. World, Barry Michael. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Barry. Yeah. Who's Barry Michaels, though? Yeah, no, there's only one of them. <laughs> Didn't you have one of earlier, Mickey, that I picked you up on? No, well, you just heard. <laughs> you only hear what you want to hear. We're running out of time. What was it? Um, yeah, no limit. I said no limit. No, I definitely didn't add it at the end. Anyway, back no to limit. To, can, I go to, to, can I go back to what I was saying? My teeth yeah, don't like it. I would like to give. So you fought, and when you when you fight, it'll be yeah exactly nine months. Yeah, it will be the fourteenth of December to the fourteenth of September. Yeah, hell of a fight. And um, as we as we touched on the last podcast, that is what um, got Fox over the line. They saw it. We want more of that. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah, mate. Um, main events. Tim, Tim Zhu, <laughs> Tim, you're welcome. All right, that's I. I had a bit to bit yep. to do in this. So everyone and excited. Um, as well to be able to announce that our next podcast we will be uh, calling the Kim Poulsen fight against uh, Jade Mitchell all together, hey. the three of us. We're going to um, relive. We're going to relive fight a, of the year. Yeah, we're, we're going to we're going to watch it on a big screen, oh, and we're going to go oh, blow yeah, by got to, all the way through. We should it, do it so. like a fight companion. Have a have a few Why? drinks, and um, because I because I um yeah because I'm in, because I'm in camp because I'm in camp and I can't drink. We'll be having hard how about I be- have a drink every time Kim Paulson lands a punch. And um, yeah, or throws a punch for that matter. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought we we're gonna get to the end of this and not mention Paulson. <laughs> well, he's fighting actually fear pain next, so maybe we should go on the end of that. Is he? Yeah. What? No, hang on. There's breaking news. He's fighting. He's he's fighting yeah. actually fear pain. Yeah. This is huge. Yeah. We should go. Hopefully that fight, hopefully that fight doesn't fall over. But I know main event or you know Fox Sport will be keen. So oh, don't worry about that. I didn't know about this until just now. But I'll be getting in touch with the uh, Danish promoter Q Pro Boxing, uh, Sven Rasmussen, and Q Pro Boxing's Thomas Mollenberg, who are involved uh, with this promotion, and seeing if we can get the rights to Kim Pulshin against uh, Ashley Theofane live from the um, Gilleledge Hallen. Uh, which I imagine is something to do with the stadium in Denmark. Saturday, October the 5th. So Sunday, October 6th, uh, NRL Grand Final Day, also the day that um, there's a massive UFC event at Marvel Stadium and that Gennady Golovkin is likely um, having his next fight. So a pretty busy uh, schedule on Fox Sports and main event, but I think we can certainly fit that in. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We almost made it through a whole episode because we're just about to sign off, but yeah. So, yep, Barry and Brian will be mates for life. They always did what was right for me. And because you just kept cutting me off, I really appreciate what these guys did for me. I said Barry Michael. Because you kept saying Barry Michaels. We're talking about the same (laughs) guy. Barry Michaels and No Limits will be... Yeah, moving forward, I'm with HP, and everything is still still great with uh, myself and Brian. Would you like the winner of Paulson and Theophane? No. <laughs> Why not? Because his personal hygiene is 
Like, it's fucked. No, you're not going near him again. Who do you think wins that fight? I'm serious here. Who do you think wins between Paulson and Theofane? I don't care. <laughs> Come on. I... Ashley Theofane, 46, 8, and 1. He's only ever been stopped once, 38 years of age. Hasn't lost in his last mm, seven. Why are we talking about this? This is like this joke's gone too far. He did have a no contest against uh, someone in Tijuana who was thirteen and forty-seven a few fights ago, though. So that's not. Theofane. Don't know what happened. Oh, Theofane did. Jesus Christ! Old <laughs> Stinky's in with the in with the chance, then. It's in, yeah. and it is. It's Danish too, isn't it? That's it. They've brought him over. Yep. They actually invested in old fucking stinky. Jesus Christ. Yeah. He's on the up. Yeah. He's on the up. No, good on him. No, good on him. um, I'm happy for him. Um, Lay off the pickled herrings and good luck. Isn't that racist? No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) What about. but we should finish. We this definitely should finish it. We've gotten racist now. What you've got to um, What about a fight with Ados Yerbokinuli? Oh, who fought Brock Jokic the other day and is Number currently ranked yes. uh, six and with the WBO, yes. but will go higher no yes. doubt next yes. time around. Yes, yes, what about yes. A fight? yes. Yeah, you want some of that? You want Billy Joe Saunders? He's number six okay. in the world. Yes, of course I want Billy Joe Saunders. I the fights we dream of. This is why I've been working so hard for five years and why I've sacrificed so much. This is like it's why you fucking do it. I don't I don't give a shit about fighting people who are under me. I want I want to accept for this Tanzan name. <laughs> I have my little blowout, and then um and then in November I will be fighting a um a world rated fighter or a fighter who does have a title that I want to get my hands on. So that's and the beauty of it is now is we, we actually have the budgets to to compete um with first bids for all these fights. So getting back, Ados. He was keen, he enjoyed it, he was a nice fella. He said welcome to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> welcome welcome welcoming himself. Like I can't even say welcoming. But um yeah, no, he's the fun. Let's sign off. All right. Um, before we do, um, just reminding everyone, whatever device you're listening on, to give us a five-star review. And Ben, what was that um, promo code again? Um, I think it was uh, Fight Mateo Tapia Jade, your dog. <laughs> <laughs> at? At uh, Everlast 20. Yeah. Um, are you <laughs> no, sure? Are you sure what was that? HBR. Everlast 20. Well, I thought it was eat a dick, Ben Damon. How about you go get something I want and then let's do it. How about your boss okay. Nulli? Yeah, all right. HBR, Everlast 20, your boss Nulli. But we, right. we're actually negoti- we are actually negotiating opponents for November now. So if uh, if if that is a possibility. Well, I wanted to give you the uh, contact details for the your boss Nulli camp. Let me know. Uh, as soon as we sign off, I will actually want to speak to you seriously about that fight. That'll be good. Okay. All right. HBR Everlast 20. Do not forget to go to iTunes, rate us, review us, rate us. Um, Say nice things about us. Um, yep. Except yeah. Ben. Blow up about the fact that Jade was taken out of the rankings. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking flip out uh, that I'm out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
called Jay old and fat. Uh, do whatever you like. All right. oh, everyone already does call me old and fat. They get rewarded with gloves. So it was actually Reuter come up with the best, uh, the best Jamie's is too old and too fat comment, which is why Zach done. Will bash me because I'm too old and too slow. Actually, too old and too fat. You put the too fat in there. It was too old and too slow. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm out of here. Bye. That's how I'm I'll see you.